Welcome to Back to the Footy episode number 10. I'm here with my co-host, Lynn. Good afternoon, John. <laughs> You're well today? I feel I feel pretty perky, to be honest. Yeah, you've been very chipper, uh, but not all of the week, because on Saturday morning, and the reason I've, um, you know, tangential way called you, John, is because I, I was thinking about your Saturday morning, and I thought things in your world may be you know, need to be looked at from a different perspective because I feared the worst. So originally I had I, I was going to call you Bertram today in honour of the, the great philosopher and mathematician Bertrand Russell because one of his most famous quotes... G'day to Bertrand. He's probably listening. Yeah, he's probably listening yeah. uh, from beyond this, <laughs> beyond this um, dimension, yeah. which he probably talked about at yeah, some point. Sure. Um, he said that to be without some of the things you want is an indispensable part of happiness. And I thought that might be you by the end of the weekend, mm. you with the Saints and with your, um, you know, very, very keen eye on the world of politics. I thought you might, it might be good, you know, as part of your happiness if you can just sort of not get everything you want. But, of course, you did. Yep. It was, yeah. Yeah. So I went to John uh, John Barrymore, hence the John, uh, the actor John Barrymore. Um who, who had a brilliant quote about happiness that I just love that says, happiness often sneaks in through a door that you just happen to leave open. Oh, <laughs> and that was you all this week. It was me. Happiness is snuck in. It was and... me and the Greens in, in Brisbane as well. Oh. Just, they left the door open. Happiness yeah. snuck in. Yeah, you've, with the Saints winning and... Um, so... Yeah. All your all your political uh, desires have been filled. Look, it was a good weekend. I have often thought about that. Like, I got an email. I think we're up to something like fifty-eight thousand members at St Kilda at the moment. Fifty-eight thousand humans who haven't tasted the ultimate success. Most of them for their lifetimes. For and for all of them, probably in their, in the times that they can re- remember the best. It's uh, it's the hope that you know it's it's more the Bertrand method mm. of happiness is where there's just something that you have. How does it feel having spent your most of your life without a premiership, and then you get one? Oh, well, it, what it's is... it's just a massive weight off your shoulders because you've been you know miserable from the point of view of football for so long and so many false dawns and. It's a hope, as someone said, I forget who now, hope that kills you. Mm. Um, but then it's just like a big weight off your, off your, off your shoulders. So, if, yeah, 58,000 plus, plus the people that call themselves supporters who mm. are too stingy to buy a membership mm. or, or are actually can't afford it. Yeah. Oh, yes. Um, next topic. Needed to put that in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so at least the fifty-eight thousand paid-up supporters—they're really happy at the moment, and yeah. um, and that's great. I couldn't be happier for them. I can't imagine what it feels like. It's in the same category as like trying to a woman trying to explain to a man what it's like to give birth. Hmm. Like you just—it's not something that a St Kilda supporter, most of us, can actually comprehend. No, what it's you're like quite to old, win. and then you've yeah. you've, you've seen the nineteen sixty-six, and yeah. Um, but, you know, you're not going if to you, get so that level of happiness watching. Let, let's say that you, so to remember something clearly this kind of in advance, you'd have to be, you'd have to have been, what, 
12 in 66, do you reckon? To be fully cognizant of what's going on. Maybe 15. So you do the sums on how old you'd be right now if you're you're a Saints supporter. Yeah, that's true. It's um, it's quite hard. (laughs) Quite hard work for 56. Um, 66, you'd have to be, well, there's lots of people listening probably who are in their 70s who might be some good supporters as well. Yeah, I wonder if my mum's still listening to this. She was, she's probably the one person who might remember the premiership. But Okay. No, I couldn't be happier for you. Thanks. It was yeah, a good, good weekend. weekend. Good weekend. And we were talking politics earlier and uh, your name, Lynn, is named after the president of the New York Stock Exchange because the... Uh, Oh, the, I'd like to be that man. The great, well, I think it's a, a woman. I think it's a woman. I think the um, the great man, Lynn, sitting next to me. You know, I was talking about how it was it was good that the the, the old structures has been. You know, there's been a tectonic sh- plate shift in Australian politics, and the two parties are have been broken up. You know, the dominance, and he just sat here and and laughed and said. The only thing that has an impact on the direction of Australia into the future is the New York Stock Exchange (laughs) and said it with the confidence of a man who barracks for the reigning premier. So uh, I was I was making a sweeping statement with with no great sort of uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't feel the need at the time to justify myself as I was just having a sandwich and leaving the room. But in hindsight, perhaps it was a bit, uh, it was I, a bit I, much. I enjoyed it. It was like one of our early conversations about uh, me talking about voting for progressive politics and and you said that voting for a progressive political party is the same as showing up to the scene of an earthquake with a brush and shovel and doing some sweeping. I'm being a bit unfair on air here, but oh. you've got a big heart, a big heart. Oh, I just don't like that whole business where people virtue signal by doing something that makes them feel good and looks good to to other people and then go well at least i'm doing my bit uh, kind of like oh uh, yeah well do you remember sure your heart's yeah. in the right place exactly do, do you remember you at the start there? remember at the start of 2020 when they had the when they when football resumed no the one round that they had before it got cut off mm. for a month or two and they, the virtue signalling or the whatever it's called, where they were um, polishing the balls and sanitising the yeah. balls at every, after every goal, and how ridiculous! Oh, I'm glad yeah. that didn't last too long. No, no, it was all about when people say no, it's all about the optics. It's about the optics, and you think, well, no, it's actually all about being really honest and truthful, and mm-hmm. uh, and doing the right thing. Yeah, really, silly, but interestingly, with the New York Stock Exchange, um, Lynn's the president at the moment, and has been just this year. Congratulations, Lynn, if you're listening. Um, but <laughs> just been appointed, um, but there was no president between 2008 and 2014. And I, that's weird, isn't it? It is weird. Like, there's lots of country footy leagues, I reckon, around the place that didn't have a premier award, didn't have a grand final in wartime. Mm. There was no war in, well, no world war. There was nothing particularly going on that I. The 2008's auspicious, though, isn't it? I suppose from a financial point of view. The so, GFC. The GFC, otherwise known as the Geelong Football Club, <laughs> <laughs> which. I confuse. I, I read GFC quite often because I do read financial stuff and I read football stuff, and, and there's just that <laughs> crossover periodically where I think, uh, oh, you know, just confuse the two just slightly. 
I find the I find the Geelong Football or on Geelong Football Club. I find that equally confusing. That um, I hear the um, the second movement of the it's a ternary is it a ternary rondo or whatever from Bezos Overture and Carmen. Oh, um, it'd be. It's in three parts, isn't it? The overture, and it's the second part. Jeez, mate, I know um, it's got. It's an overture, so I don't think it's quite as structured as that. It's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a piece that includes most of the themes that are still to come oh. in the opera. So maybe it's a rondo if it keeps going back to the same theme. Oh no, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. just goes through. It just parts cycles through. Okay, yeah, so yeah, I'm displaying my ternary piece. form, though, mate. Ternary form. Ter- well, that no um, ternary would be. The first theme, oh, the second theme, and then back to the first theme again. No, it doesn't do that. Sonata form. Uh, but anyway, the second part. <laughs> depends what key. No, no, no let's just call it a part, yeah. which is, of we'll course. call it an overture. Oh, yeah. yeah so people the, hear that and think, ah, Geelong, Geelong Footy Club theme song. And, yeah, Bezo must be just turning in his grave. I went to hear the Birmingham City Symphony Orchestra when I lived in Birmingham in a past life. In England, um, Simon Rattle, the great conductor, mm-hmm. was um, conducting them, and I was just under the twenty-five-year-old cutoff where they had to pay full price. I got three-pound tickets to go and hear one oh. of Europe's finest orchestras um, do a semi-stage version of Carmen. And so I'm sitting up there as a twenty-four and nine-month-year-old um, sitting up in the Birmingham City Concert Hall, just um, dreaming of Geelong. As they, as they were playing. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the... I wonder how they chose that theme for Geelong. Oh, Is it a bit of a two blues situation with the committee? Yeah. Uh, I think Bobby Davis would have just rolled out and gone, nah, that's it. That's it. We're, he having, we're having that one. He was the king. He would have been chuckling when he... He would have been chuckling. He was, he was a him. funny guy. He was at school with my mum. A very nice guy. Very nice guy from all reports. He was great on the Sunday morning Channel 7 footy show. He was. Before yeah. World of Sport, uh, after World of Sport. Oh, was, what, what he was, was a lovable character, wasn't he? What was it called? Sunday morning. Oh, jeez. I can't remember, but it had the it had the uh, fanfare for the common man. Oh. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, was there was there ever in, in and I'm not just I'm not just having a go at prog rock here. But was there ever a more <laughs> overrated assembly of musicians than Emerson, Lake and Palmer? So I, I hope people don't actually remember Emerson, Lake and Palmer particularly because they were they were pretty much rock bottom for me in the whole growing up progressive music sort of thing. They were appalling. Yeah. Emerson, Lake and Palmer, they could be the current North Melbourne halfback. They're <laughs> that bad. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Good. Good. We could maybe um, we could have a segment on on great and less great trios of uh, footballers from throughout time and compare them to. You've got Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. You've got mm. Medeski, Martin, and Wood for those uh, kind of free jazz fans out there. Probably got. And I'd like a backline that was completely composed of the three members of ZZ Top because <laughs> you're not going to get past that ever. Probably not. No. You might have. Um, Oh, jeez, what, what are they? you got the cause, the three sisters from the cause? Oh, well, you could have, well, yeah, they, across the middle. Across the middle? Oh, beautiful. <laughs> the that's, Dixie Chicks? Yeah, that's a lovely aesthetic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. um, we should go down that line now. Just very, very briefly on the weekend of football. Oh, we haven't there even talked a, about it. There were a few bursts where those good teams just put on a burst. There was one really good game on Sunday, which was the Sam Mitchell-inspired 
in my opinion, anyway, Hawthorne victory, which I just thought was just great. Yeah. And my highlight there for the day, Frosty kicking a goal because I love I love Frosty. Inspired coaching. It was inspired coaching. And I think Craig McRae had, uh, has got Collingwood humming. I think we may have forgotten just how important a really good coach might be to the you know, mm. to the team sometimes. We just sort of think, oh, well, what difference would that make sitting up in the box? But these guys are absolutely extracting the best out of their players. And they are, uh, yeah. I can't say enough good things about McRae and Mitchell yeah. at the moment. Well, if they can conjure I mean, I just think back to the burst, the premiership burst. Mm. There's a couple of teams that really showed themselves as contenders. Mm. Carlton, Friday night, you look at their second quarter. Um, of course, you go to the dogs had a little burst somewhere. Let me have a look here. The third quarter, halfway through the third quarter, it was quickly extinguished. But then, of course, without going on about it, the uh, last seven minutes of the Adelaide Oval game on Saturday night, just as uh, Anthony Green was calling was calling uh, the election as a likely Labor minority government, it was um, mm. last three, four goals of the game for the Saints and... I think by the time this goes out to air, it'll be the 76 seats, to be honest with you. Do you reckon? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll take <laughs> the wind out of your sails there. But... <laughs> I'll still have to negotiate with the cross. But it wasn't, a great, it wasn't a great weekend of footy, but there are a couple, of, I think, uh, the Hawthorne thing was was, was a highlight. Um, yeah. Colling, Collingwood getting up in the wet was a bit of a highlight. And the Depends rest of on it, how you feel about Collingwood. Uh, it relatively forgettable. Yeah, mm. quite forgettable. I uh, never like to see Collingwood win. Never. There's not a, oh, I've there's not a time. I've changed my mind about Collingwood. I don't like Collingwood. Yeah. I like Craig McRae. We've I like this... some of their players. Yeah. We've had this conversation we before. Have. Yeah. yeah. And I love that mark that Jeremy Howe took. That was just oh, cracking Isn't mark. he awesome, Jeremy Howe? Oh, yeah. There needs to be. I mean, he just needs to retire so they can name that award after him. Mm. Yeah. The pies... it makes you... There's something about seeing Jeremy Howe's marks that it makes, makes your heart just... Yeah, glow a little bit. Uh, yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah, you're getting very excited over here, Lynn. Oh, yes. so, yeah. Uh, but yeah. just remember, the only reason that Jeremy Howe takes a, a screamer is because the New York Stock Exchange says that he can. Just remember, Correct. everything comes back. <laughs> everything comes back eventually right. to what the New York Stock Exchange say will oh, happen. On that note, I'm just going to go check my uh, check my brokerage account and uh, move on to the first <laughs> quarter break, and we'll see you back in a minute. Welcome back to Back to the Footy, episode 10. And this is the second quarter with Lynn, all the way from Wall Street. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you, John. Now, I was last Wednesday night, I, I went around to a very small but very, very pleasant dinner uh, with uh, with friends. And, um, you know, in the old days, well, not the old days, it's a strange thing to say, but in times past, perhaps, at the end of the meal, the the in those sort of uh, books you read, those English books, the gentleman would, would retire to the drawing room the drawing for room. port and cigars, and the women just did uh, menial tasks, yeah. basically. Um, um, were probably in some ways quite glad to get rid of the, you know, the pompous pricks that <laughs> went into the drawing room. Yeah, but 
we had the opposite kind of happen in a funny sort of way. Okay. So at the end of our beautiful meal, mm. uh, thank you, Virginia, um, magnificent meal, I was sitting down with my friend, uh, Chris, and um, we got out our footy cards. Ah, uh, great. Now, here's <laughs> two older blokes. And, and, and uh, I just had, I, I suspected this might have happened because I went, well, this might happen when I went around there. Uh, ladies retired to the front room, just Chris and I. And um, yeah, I got out my footy cards, which I keep in a little, lovely little box. And Chris got out his footy cards that have um, a couple of some toys from his childhood. Oh, right. We had the nicest hour looking at footy cards. And this was pre-planned because you brought yours from home. Yes, I knew he, just, I just knew he had footy cards of note. You don't keep them in the glove compartment just in case. No. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, that's where they are at the moment. But um, they just haven't been returned to the, you know, to the family safe. Yeah. Um, I, I love them that much. Um, yeah. I, my footy cards, somebody in a, in a um, my, my dad died at the end of 1968. And in 1969, I think I was um, the recipient. Perhaps people were really kind to me and things um, that perhaps they wouldn't have been. And for some reason, I was given a lot of footy, the Scanlon's footy cards. Mm. I don't know how I consumed that much pink stick of gum. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I actually ended up with the full set, 1 to 48. Um, really? Yeah. I'm very proud of them. They're in pretty good nick. I think they're worth, uh, I don't know what they're worth. Three or four hundred dollars or something like that, but I just love well, my forty can cards. You, can you trade them on the? I trade them on the New York <laughs> Stock Exchange. Um, and Chris, I think, has got the nineteen seventy six. He's got the full set, but he's yeah, got right. a heap of swaps, and he's a very mild mannered, oh, lovely bloke, and absolute gentleman. I said, "Oh, did you, you know, do a bit of trading?" And he uh, he said, "Oh, yeah." There was a lot of work went on in the school in the schoolyard trading, and so we could get the full set. I think he was a bit of a New York Stock Exchange mm, kind of guy mm, at the mm. age of about you know ten mm. or eleven, mm. and his footy cards were just outstanding. And I reference one card in particular, Renee Kink. Renee, <laughs> <laughs> he had the Renee Kink. Now, sometime hairdresser and now boxing coach, uh, Renee Kink. Okay. The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, he had the card after we talked about Renee King. Maybe we can get a picture of... Did you get a photo of the Renee? I have. We, yeah. can, we can probably put it up on our new Instagram account that we've got. Yeah. Back to the Footy... I think it's called Back to the Footy Podcast. Yeah, along with um, the gentleman's Grosby Slipper. We'll put a picture of the mm -hmm. slipper up. Which I had feedback about from somebody very annoyed at you for having questioned the Grosby Slipper. Look... I gave my wife some Ugg boots for Mother's Day and she doesn't listen to this podcast, so I can tell her this this morning. Because I've ever since I moved to Tassie 11 years ago, I've just worn Explorer socks the whole time. This morning I looked at her Uggs, <laughs> just took a sock off and put my foot in. Jeez, that felt good. I've never been a slippers or an Ugg boots man, but oh. I think I'm going to go the Uggs. I know that's... Oh, they're too hot. They're too hot. I live up on the mountain. Oh, you do? Yeah. Yeah, or maybe, hard. but I, I... Not a sea, seaside dweller like you are? No, no. I find them, they get a bit hot, potentially, get a bit smelly. Okay, well, that, that could be a problem. Well, that I'll, could be just me, too. Okay. <laughs> I'll give it a go. Um, footy cards. So 
a couple of years ago, you were very kind to my son, or was it to, it was to yeah, to my son via me and, and handed a Val Perovic footy card on who we mentioned in last week's episode, I think. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I, I, my son, he he goes through, like, so he's nine now. So ever since he was seven, he's been interested in footy and footy cards. But it's not yet, he's not at that age yet where it's going to be something he's going to hang on to. I've just got to nurse him through one or two more yeah. years of interest because, you know, he, he does things like he'll collect footy cards from Auskick for the year. You'll get a good collection. You know, we might go after Auskick and get a packet from the newsagents. But then, you know, there'll be a new trend like um, Beyblades is the thing at the moment, these things that spin. Mm. They're just basically tops that you crash them into each other and if they fall apart, then the other person wins. And he'll have an entire year's collection of footy cards and he'll swap them for a couple of good-looking Beyblades. But the one thing he's never done. That should almost get a you know a juvenile criminal conviction. The one thing he's never done is traded Val. He's got Val at the at the top of his collection, and yeah, there's a, there's a certain reverence <laughs> for Excellent. Val Perovic. Excellent. The the Scanlon's cards, nineteen sixty three. Yeah. So I was only sort of collect. I was they're only six years or so old. But when my dad was alive, he's a, he he used to travel a lot and. Um, Mobile, um, petrol used mm. to put out a set of cards, and they were bigger cards. Mm. They were really good. Yeah, my friend okay. Barry's got the mobile cards, and oh, they are sensational. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, ca- Kellogg's put out cards. I never saw it. They were quite old and yeah. twisties and things like that. Yeah, and you can get some of those cards now, like a, a vintage um, Graham Arthur, original captain of uh, a, a premiership captain, nineteen sixty one of Hawthorne. Worth about twelve hundred bucks. Really, for just one, for the one, one card. card. Yeah, I've uh, got Murray Wiedemann. Um, yeah, uh, grandfather of uh, Melbourne Wiedemann. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, about a thousand bucks for the Murray Wiedemann card. Melbourne Wiedemann. Melbourne Wiedemann. <laughs> uh, well, Melbourne Reserves. Wiedemann. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but the card. Just before we finish the card business and things, or with a bit more to say, the card that interests me most. That, and it's a really expensive card as well, is a card of Gary Ablett Senior. And you think, oh, well, you know, it'd be the one, it'd be the one, you know, maybe at a Zenith taking the mark that yeah, actually yeah. wasn't a mark. Oh. Uh, but, but we had the idea of a mark happening. You know. did, did you ever hear that song by Greg Champion, the, um, the one where it basically... I can't remember the actual song part, but what I do remember is that it was the Rex Hunt commentary. Yes. That. <laughs> it's Whoever the Rex it was, Hunt commentary spin, that makes Spins it. on a sixpence, <laughs> kicks it into you. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, I really like Rex. I can remember Rex commentating uh, the Olympics weightlifting and, he, and, and it was so good. It was just unbelievable, mm-hmm. but he was so over the top. They uh, they ejected him from the uh, from the auditorium. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could really but, th- Sorry, but that, that isn't the card. That isn't the that Ablett card is quite an expensive card, nineteen ninety four. But the really expensive card um, is Gary Ablett. Do you have a number seventeen on his back? But not wearing the hoops. The hoops. Wearing the wearing the, the poo and way. Wearing <laughs> the poo and way. Wearing the Hawthorne jumper. So. Um, he only played for Hawthorne for six games, but in the time where he was there playing the six games, um, 
Yeah, uh, another card sort of group, uh, you know, the fruit, Ardmona, tin mm. fruit things. Mm. They did footy cards for a little while and they came down and took those photos just while he just happened to be playing those six games at the start of his career. What's that card? And now that card is um, worth a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. work not done again. No, no, no a lot. Yeah, I, I just rare. I don't know that much uh, about it. But, yeah, it's, it's worth a lot of money if you mm. can find a... Gary Ablett Senior wearing the uh, wearing the Hawthorne gear. Mm. Oh, jeez. So, um, well, footy cards. I've got a yeah. When Arlo, when my son, oh, have I mentioned his name on on air? His I name, don't know. His name's Arlo. He uh, he got interested a couple of years ago, and I got my old cards out and uh, realised just how one-eyed I am. It was just all 1997 uh, St Kilda Grand Final team. You see, if you were back from Melbourne, you collected all teams. And you just hid the Melbourne ones. Generally, generally at the at the back. It, yeah. Oh yeah, but I know. I'll, um, but if you get a chance to have a look at these mobile cards, mm. oh, they're really rare, but they're just fantastic. Um, what I must. Did... Um, I, I, I will put maybe. Um, uh, I happen to be seeing the uh, owner of the mobile cards, Barry, at the weekend, and um, so we might take a few photos and put them up on the Instagram website um good one as well and barry's hawthorne supporter as well okay hello to barry and okay barry um yeah he's um a bit of a football legend a bit of a cooking legend too this is great he had this recipe now some would say not the greatest cook in the world some okay what you disagree i disagree entirely because he combines footy with cooking loves a sav but for a main course a few years ago Imagine this, a, a very nice bed in a baking dish, a bed of mashed potato, mm. a few salves cooked up, <laughs> a few nice big fat red salves cooked up, mm -hmm. then cut the salves in half um, through the middle, mm. you know, so you got two ends there, and then he sort of erected the salves in the mashed potato, sort of sticking up in mm. the mashed potato, if you will. Um, and, <laughs> and then a little and, did, and a little lawn of peas just around each of the salves okay. sitting on the mashed potato. And Does that paint a, a picture that you'd people, a magnificent picture? And if there was any weirdness with the audio just then, it's because uh, our uh, our boss just walked into the room and uh, discovered us recording. Well, and we probably will have to turn professional in the podcast world after this episode because <laughs> we, we'll, we'll be out of a job. We'll be out of a job. <laughs> Um, anyway, so you were saying about you were saying about Barry's um, yeah, combined the erect sav. Uh, yeah, combined the sav with the main course. Needless to say, he didn't do it too often. Yeah, and not in the current relationship he's in. You think, and you you made the comment that you think that he is the best cook in the world. No, oh, didn't you say that just a minute ago? No, I think he he shows great imagination. That's all. Yeah, well, um, Max Hutchinson showed great imagination in the Saints backline and. Max Hudson was one of the absolute greats, and I've I've nothing but good things to say about Maxie Hudson, uh, down to the outpouring of emotion. Yeah, we love we love his emotion. Maxie. We loved his heart. I loved his heart. I loved everything about him except for his decision making with ball in hand. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all I got to say. I'm sure he's listening too. Good day, Max. But it's just the uh, that's all it was like. It seemed like a like a top bloke. Oh yeah, 
top bloke. Mm. But there's a lot of top blokes that yeah. just don't football very well. But I think I think you'd be proud to know him and yeah. proud to know him after his football career as well. He just seemed one of those absolute gems of blokes. Yeah, he did. Um, he is. Perhaps as distinct from some other St Kilda ex-players that perhaps have made the news recently. Oh, I'm not sure that... We, uh, you know, we're getting a bit of a following, and I don't think we want to get <laughs> get into any litigation. Uh, but yeah, all the best to all the <laughs> wider St Kilda family, wherever you find yourself tonight. Wherever, wherever you find yourself, <laughs> okay. Whatever accommodation you're finding yourself in tonight, I reckon we better just leave the second quarter there, and we'll come back. We'll come back with a quiz. I think so. All right, looking forward to it. Welcome back to episode 10, Back to the Footy. Here I am with the president of the New York Stock Exchange, <laughs> the one, the only, Lynn. Thanks, uh, thanks, John. Um, I have a quiz. All right. Time on it. Time on it. <laughs> now, um, and, 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 and here we're just referencing a listener as well, who, um, which I'll tell you about in a few minutes, but I want you to tell me... It's not Heather again, because Heather's... She's been in three in a row, I think. Is she wearing out a welcome? No, we, no, we love Heather. Don't get me wrong, but out of all the four thousand listeners, mm. oh, I think she's part of the podcast now. Really, maybe we need to get Heather on. Perhaps we should. It might be a good idea. And her twenty-eight to thirty-four-year-old daughter. Yeah. And and son and dog. Just get them all. Um, okay. Good day to so the here's whole my family. quiz. Yep. Uh, I want you to tell me what the following teams have in common. Mm -hmm. Boulder City, as in Boulder as in the rock. Thank you. Um, Camboulder. Wow. Wow. What's Camboulder? That's the second second team. Camboulder. Is that the name of a town? Maybe it is. Okay, Camboulder. Railways. Railways. And mines. So they're all names of teams. They're all... Where are those teams from? Colorado? No. Boulder, isn't Boulder? They're, 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 they're AFL football type teams. Are they from the American Australian football no. league? No? No. Boulder City, Camboulder, Railways, and Mines. Are they are they from the from WA? They are. The now great Labor stronghold of WA? Oh, we're back to that again. No, come on. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> Lynn will have his, have, his, have her, his or her way no matter what we do anyway. I think Hawthorne getting up on Sunday was of far greater importance to the overall, you know, health and welfare of Australia. That only happened because Tesla was up though, didn't it? Uh, it had a lot to do with, with the just movement of the Dow on Friday. Yeah, right, okay. That, you know, <laughs> any, of, any of your mob got up. All they right. are, in fact, teams in the golf fields, football league, um, based in, in Kalgoorlie. Oh right, where, where Heather comes from? Um, but oh yeah, it is. Yeah, it is Heather. Heather, yeah, listen, yeah, this is yeah. get Heather in. Um, Boulder. The, the, it's only five teams. Boulder City, which is kind of uh, it's a pretty you know, hard hard ass sort of name, isn't it? Boulder City. Mm. There's Kalgoorlie City, mm-hmm. not surprisingly. Um, Cam Boulder, which you were right, is a um, a, low, a town locality near Kalgoorlie. Kalgoorlie Railways. And Kalgoorlie Mines Rovers. And, um, yeah, we've, we've dealt a bit with names before, but Boulder City, the Tigers, 
there's opportunities there. <laughs> there is opportunities there. And I think, yeah, again, I'm, I'm sort of going with this in order of, oh, you haven't tried too hard there. So the Tigers, that's a bit. Nah. The nearest Tigers, you know, about 8,000 kilometres yeah, yeah. away in, you know, in uh, Southern Asia. Uh, Kalgoorlie City, they used to be the Magpies, but they're now the Kangaroos. I can wear that out few, there. A few roos out there. No problem. Okay. Cambold are the Eagles. Probably a few eagles. Definitely a few yeah. eagles. But Kalgoorlie Railways. Now, here's an opportunity to really have a fantastic um, mascot dash thing that, you you know, you think of all the great things you could do with railways and railway workers and, mm. um, you know, diesels and locomotives. I mean, how many term, soccer teams around the world are called locomotive something, mm. you know, um, locomotive Moscow, you know, all those things. Uh, so I would have thought Calgary Railways would have gone with something like that. But no, no, they've gone for the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, so it's yeah. not much there, is it? Yeah, an American carnivorous cat. Yeah, no. But I'll save the best <laughs> till last. So, yeah, Calgary Railways, just lift your game. That's just appalling. Um, Mines Rovers, though, they are special. Because as far as I can see, they're the only team in Australia that's gone with a geological formation. They're the diorites. Are they really? They are. Yeah. What a is rock. it? What is a diorite? A diorite is like, oh, it's sort of a black and white rock. Strangely enough, Mines Rover's jumper is blue and white, mm. but diorite is black and white. But anyway. Detail. Yeah, detail. Um, it's like granite. It's it's really, really hard. Um, yeah, right. super hard and isn't that a great illusion to a football team you know one of the hardest rocks in the yeah. that uh, that's dug up around Kalgoorlie the diorite uh, hard as um, yeah fantastic I like it I like it yeah what would um, the yeah just going back to the railways what would your choice of railway mascot be if you could choose one locomotives oh yeah locomotive I think locomotives are really powerful you wouldn't go locos because there is that sort of element of you know, crazy bearing mental health. It's you yeah. know that's not good. Locomotives. You wouldn't the diesels. Would the junior teams be the choo choos? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they'll be. They would be the the little engines that could. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? So they've missed a trick, really. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to know a little bit more about the Goldfields Football League, just very, very briefly? Because there's a couple of things that are very, very, very funny about it. Um, yeah. and, and some things that I just love because they're just so Australian, for example, that the actual league was formed, you'd think, at a you know, major meeting place or somewhere important. I think, no, just at, just at the pub. Mm. Great Boulder Hotel, 1896. Only had four teams. And here's a strange thing. Boulder City was an original. Hannon's, which is named after Paddy Hannon, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. uh, the gold miner found gold there. But there was another team. The third team was called Victorians. So clearly there were people moving mm -hmm. over. They just thought, right, they're, yeah. not, playing, they're not playing in our team. They yeah. form a team of their own, these people from... So that sort of well, that animosity different, towards different... the eastern states has yeah. been there for a long time. Yeah, for sure. Well, they were a different colony then. Yeah. They weren't even... Oh, so, yeah, 1896. Yeah. Uh, so they were excluding Victorians from playing in their teams. It's a long history of that sort of stuff in Western Australia. It sure is. Very yeah. poor. Um, and the fourth team was called White Feather. White Feather. Go on. What a strange... I no, can't... No info. 
Not really. And white feathers better. were given to people, weren't they? In uh, con- uh, people that were uh, objectors to going to war. Objectors, yeah. yeah, they were left had white feathers well, left just... in their letterbox or pushed through their, you know, under their door and things like that. So I don't think it's got anything to do with that. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's people who played but weren't miners. Maybe some something to do with that. Yeah, very strange. Had a, it was a very, very good football league early on, you know, World War One sort of. It had equal status with the Waffle. And really? It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. A very good league. Had a number of teams played in it over the years that have come and gone, of course, and they were sort of a bit, bit um, Anglo-centric, you know, Britannia, Paddington, Trafalgar, mm-hmm. um, which you'd think, oh, yeah, maybe come and gone, good thing. But a team that came and got, went, sadly... The cementers. <laughs> now, as a as a concreter, bit of an amateur concreter myself. Yeah, wouldn't you like to play with the cementers? How um, how's your shed going? We talked about that oh, a few weeks back. Yeah, nice. Is it up? Oh yeah, yeah. It's full. So, wow, it's actually my son's shed. That yeah, no, the shed itself. Yeah, it's good. beautiful. Worthy so, of the, the slab. C- beautiful. The cementers would have been would have been proud of your work. Oh yeah, cementers. Very proud. Just to finish that off, yeah. Um, Hall of Famer Stephen Michael comes out of that league. Okay. Um, Dean Kemp played uh, on the obviously for, with, uh, with yeah. for the Eagles. Yeah. Very good player. Um, Dom Sheed kicked the winning goal, of course. That um, did. beat the team that you'd be happy to have been beaten. Kind of. Look, I was happy that day. <laughs> yeah, and you know the Collingwood. I was up at my local pub where the publican is a Collingwood supporter. And his wife is a who's also the publican. She's a Richmond supporter. So the year before, uh, it was champagne for everyone after mm. the game. Different atmosphere after oh. 2018. Um, but it was chirpy all day because they were up. They were up by they so up. much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the, they threw it away. Threw it away. And uh, that last passage of play. So good. I've I've been up at your pub, your local pub, when it's been amazingly less chirpy. Uh, because you know the 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 woman who was a girl, obviously behind the bar. Um, I might have taught her a few years ago, and um, gee whiz, it's a bit of baggage there that she's carrying. The beer, <laughs> the beer I had poured could barely be called a did beer give, by the time she mangled did she, it. Did she give you walked beer? out on me four times and gone off to do something else? Came back. I, it was basically flat by the time she even handed over. Do you reckon she might have given you beer the llama tackle and just spat oh, in first? Oh, she definitely. She could have. She would have. Should have jumped the bar and given me the llama tackle. That, such was the look on, on her face when I walked in. Just in, in her defence, that particular person has uh, has grown a lot in her role and is an excellent, excellent uh, uh, public, not publican, but you know, person behind the bar. Gee, yeah. She she um, she didn't let the old times, um, you know. New times get in front of the old times there. You didn't. You, I really paid for everything I insisted being handed in on time. Yeah, you didn't open up with, I'll have a schooner of, of, of draft and uh, your grade 10 trigonometry test as well. Yeah, no, she didn't. Oh, she didn't like me at all. Uh, and I paid for it with a really badly poured schooner. Well, she's great now, so uh, and, uh, big hi to Emily. One, one last uh, and I've left it still absolutely last. The most notable player, I think, anyway, to come out of the Goldfields League, to finish off the Goldfields League, Eddie Betts. So, a man who hasn't yet been uh, given the accolades that he that he deserves, despite no. despite all the accolades, mm. he's the second greatest small forward of all time. 
<laughs> behind. Oh, we're not back to Milne. Behind Milne, I'm just going to put it out there. Has Eddie, did Eddie Betts ever run a, a loser premiership just off his own sort of uh, of his own volition for overrunning the ball? We're going to take a break now. That's uh, <laughs> that's three quarter time. And uh... <laughs> gee, I like Eddie Betts. Oh, uh, awesome. He played in a, a little game in the country last weekend, absolutely dominated. Yeah. And Took a screamer as well, didn't oh, he? Oh, attempted screamer. Right. Yeah, kick six, I think. And um, yeah, all power to Eddie Betts. All power to him. What a great place to end uh, the third quarter. We'll see you back in a minute for our final quarter. Welcome back to the final quarter of episode 10. We've made it to 10. We have. The uh, decade of uh, <laughs> of uh, back to the footies. And it's going to be a short one because we've both got to go. Uh, we have. And um, yeah, I, I think there's only three games realistically that I, I think are worthy of great discussion. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one of those is Friday night, though. I've got to go out to uh, dinner again at my friend Chris's. Uh, of Footy car Chris. Footy car Chris. I'm hoping to get uh, Barry an invitation to that Jeez. night so he can bring his mobile cards along as well. But uh, that would be, uh, uh, it's going to yeah. be a crazy night. Well, <laughs> crazy night I don't know whether he'll get an invitation, but um, like... Uh, like he get an invitation if he brought the erect sav uh, concoction. Oh, I think he'd be invited to leave if he bought the, <laughs> bought the sav concoction. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like the glass coffin <laughs> remains to be seen. Um, oh, very nice. You like that? Yeah, um, yeah no, Swans, um, Swans, uh, Richmond on Friday night. Love the crowd, love the atmosphere, love the uh, bit of Neil Diamond, Sweet Caroline. I know you don't feel that same way about uh, songs at the football as a musician. No, I do. I, I don't like... Here's a, Look, I'm going to get a little serious here for a second. I don't like that the only time that in our society we sing en masse anymore is... In a parochial way, that's that uh, that that the only purpose is to be parochial, and to and the mob mentality. I think, I think, Ooh. I think that we should we should all sing, we should all sing more just for the sake of singing. All the evidence shows that we'll all be happier. I think, just like back to the yeah. start, we maybe, yeah, a little bit. I can't remember who was it, Bertrand, mm-hmm. Bertrand Russell. If we uh, if we all just sing, but we just never know. We never quite have a band, or you know, there's always got to be something missing. Then we'll be happy. We just have to sing. Yeah, he wrote. Anyway. He wrote a lot about happiness, did Bertram, uh, and that was one of those things: just get in the moment and uh, and sing and sing. Um, yeah. Sorry, yep. Just I've sung at, at, at uh, Premier League games and things. I've joined in with Spurs supporters and sung yeah. for most of the game and chanted for most of the game. It's a cathartic experience. Do you know what's interesting is that. For a large part, when so in Australia, when we sing team songs and things, we don't actually sing it, we just chant it, mm. varying levels of dynamics, but we don't actually go up and down with the contour of the melody. But in England, in England, um, like they never tear us apart, pretty much they sing it in tune. They do. Yeah. And it's just an interesting, I think it's got to do with the Anglican Church and the big arm swinging. Uh, hymns that they that they sing over there. Oh, I got brought up in the in that Protestant tradition where you really, I, even at my school when um, hymns were sung at assembly on Monday morning at my school, they were sung with you know, it was 
you know, basically all boys. And mm. it was sung with great gusto, really well sung as well. No one was ever embarrassed. People yeah. just got right into it. Is the one um, Star of the Sea, is that a Protestant hymn or is that a Catholic one? Um, da, 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 da. I think that might be a Catholic Star one. Star of the Sea. Mm. Actually, it is Catholic. Do you know why I, why I know that? Because you're Catholic. Because I'm Catholic and I've played <laughs> it at about a dozen Catholic funerals. But also I read about it in the Catalpa, the Catalpa Rescue, which was a, a not not famous but not not unknown um, rescue of six political Irish political figures who were sent to Fremantle in the 1800s. And the rescue story is amazing. But one thing that was of note, that as they were rowing this, this boat under cover of darkness out to the Georgette, the boat that came to uh, rescue them, as a disguised whaling vessel, even the crew didn't know that they were coming from New York to rescue these, these people from Frio. This is a long story. I'll cut it short. But that, so everything about this thing was amazing. And... On the way out, a massive storm came, like it can only happen off uh, Rottnest Island. Mm. And to keep the to keep the prisoners who were rowing for their lives going against all the odds, they sang "Star of the Sea," That's an nice. arm swinging hymn, an arm swinging, probably yeah. in tune as well. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, that was a, a bit of a tangent again. We said this would be quick. Yeah, they, they yeah, they may have. Lost the tune periodically with the waves lapping over and threatening to drown them. But, yeah, it does lift the spirits, doesn't it? It really does. Um, Sorry. Talking about where the spirits might just go down a little bit, I've got a horrible feeling Geelong are just going to make mincemeat out of Adelaide, as will Western Bulldogs out of the Eagles as well. Did you you know that um, Russell Crowe, Ben Crowe and Cheryl Crowe are all going to try and go to that game? It's going to be an attempted murder. <laughs> oh, right, we'll leave that one swinging, I think. Um, well, very nice use of the collective noun joke. Thank you. Um, I think Melbourne will beat the Dockers, although I'm not overly confident. But then the game I'll be having a bit of interest in is uh, Saturday night. Suns, Suns versus Hawks. Yeah. It'll be a cracking game from Metricon. Yep. Yeah. Two really lively either. teams. Oh, I like Metricon. If we're talking about SCG, Metricon, I just can't wait for there to be a crowd there. Yeah. Because it's going to be, when they get good and a following. Mm. And... It's a great place to go and watch football. The underneath part of it with all the bars and things. Just, all out, it. obviously outdoor. It's really, really nice. Um, and then... Oh, the clash of traditional rivals, the, the Collingwood-Carlton game, I guess, uh, at, the, at the prime slot on Sunday. and um, The prime graveyard shift? No, no, the 320, oh, the graveyard yeah, yeah. shift. At, um, yeah, so you you either like Collingwood and Carlton or you hate Collingwood and Carlton. And um, people yeah. people are rarely ambivalent about those teams. Uh, a quite unkind friend of mine once said that the thing he loves, if there's 100,000 people go to the MCG to watch Carlton play Collingwood, um, at least 50,000 people who you really dislike <laughs> are going to walk away really unhappy. And who could not be pleased about that? Yeah. That's an unkind. That is unkind, especially we've mentioned before. It's it's the club when it comes to Collingwood that, that I hate. Their supporters are all really quite nice people. Mm. It's just en masse. En masse, all supporters can get a bit. Mm. They can. Uh, yeah. But, you know how Collingwood go, Collingwood. Oh, yeah. 
Do you know that that interval, the minor third, is the uh, <laughs> is the first interval that we recognise as young people, one of the first things that our ears become attuned to. So it's the same interval as na, 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 na. This, all those oh, childish little rhymes. They're all minor thirds. Well, often they are, yeah, a mm. lot of minor thirds. Yeah. And Joffa also is a fan oh, of the yeah. minor third. Oh, the less we say about People like oh, the better, probably. Yeah. But um, I did. I just looked up the Carlton Collingwood rivalry on Wikipedia, and um, I didn't realise that the last time they played each other was to an empty stadium. Hmm. Yeah, it was in one of the one of the times. So this should be on. really great. This should be if people, um, you know, are, Sunday afternoon. There could yeah, be. That could people, be hopefully, hopefully, people get along. Collingwood fresh really, off a win. Carlton flying. Yeah. Jeez, this could. It could be a really. Great match. Could be a lockout. <laughs> Remember the lockouts? Yeah. I went to the, I think it was the first lockout of the new Southern Stand. Um, it was St Kilda and Collingwood, 1992, I reckon. And it was, it was a terrible, like wet, wet day. And it was me and my mum. We couldn't get in. And so we went and did something and came back for the last quarter when they threw the doors open against all health and safety mm. rules these days. So we got in and I, I sat on a step right up the top of the New Southern Stand. And Craig Devonport, it was the it was the match that he, Ken Sheldon, yelled at him over the phone famously. You can see oh, the yeah, footage. Yeah, yeah. Then he came and kicked the winning goal. Mm. We won by a point. And by the end of the game, it was so wet, you couldn't, you just couldn't distinguish between the jumpers. I remember as like an 11-year-old going, I, can't, I don't even know what I'm watching from this far back. Mm. Oh, what a day. Gee, you would have left a really happy man. I left top yeah, of the world. Yeah, and I know that the was, only, uh, uh, go. I, I don't think I've seen you happier than the last couple of days. The only the only reason yeah, the Saints won that day was because the New York Stock Exchange <laughs> said that it was <laughs> it would happen. Well, but, they would have known being the stock, they being, have, they being knew, the market. They, they would have predicted six months ahead that that was going to happen and, ahead, and yeah. built it and built it into the um, you know the whole dynamic. They did. They yeah. Did. yeah. Uh, there's some religions and they've all got their their creators and their yeah. guiding hands. But anyway, Lynn, I reckon we've both got to make a move. And so we should leave it there. The graveyard shift, um, Port Adelaide and Essendon game who could that could be a bloodbath actually. It's in it's Adelaide. Oh, oh. Yeah, Essendon are rock bottom. Nothing nothing will tear them apart, but I think <laughs> just about Essendon are tearing themselves apart. Yeah. So um that, oh, that deserves a discussion oh, yeah. at some point. The the implosion of clubs. Who have high hopes, but one thing, just if I'm not, if I can get a bit stock exchangey, the year before Melbourne won the premiership, what happened? They were, they were poor. They had a dip. Ninth. Yeah, mm. and before that, they were go, they were trending well. Had a dip. Had a big dip. Then yeah. had came back. The year before Richmond won. Yeah. Dip. Uh, having had a trend, the Bulldogs, I believe, had a similar dip. Mm. Now the Saints were trending well, and then last year had a little dip. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm predicting anything for this year, but Essendon also, maybe next year. This this could be Essendon's dip year. This could be the year they had to, you know, in the in Keating, you know, the recession, the recession had we had to have. I think uh, the dip year they had. Yeah, to. maybe it's a combination of recession they had to have plus uh, the nice, really nice guy for a coach. Mm. Just doesn't work sometimes. If this is happening, if this is the recession that Essendon has to have, does that make does that make North Melbourne Zimbabwe and the yeah, like just oh yeah, hyperinflation over and over? Yeah, we could name a few countries. Albania comes to mind, really. Oh, geez, 
Uh, okay. Well, on that note, on that happy, happy night, subscribe. If you're listening to us on a on a pod, you know, podcast app, click subscribe. But also go to our Facebook page because we're about to do our first ever post on the Facebook page and the Instagram page as well. So, well contained, Renault Kink and uh, Grosby Blue Slippers. Well, the first one, mine. The first one's just going to be saying we've put this this podcast up, but uh, you're, I'm going to teach you how to put the Renault Kink into Insta. Yeah. It'll be there. Oh, Lynn here corrected me the other day because I said, this is how you log into Instagram. And he said, I think you meant Insta. <laughs> it was a pathetic attempt. Hashtag Insta. Yeah. All right. Have a good week, everyone. Good afternoon.